What's up and welcome to The Hive Review, a podcast where we sit down with family and friends to talk about the latest buzz in movies, TV shows, anime, and video games that are worth your time. My name's B, and I'll be your host. New Hive Reviews drop every Wednesday. And if you want to support us and help us grow The Hive, make sure you follow, subscribe, and share the podcast. All right, with that said, let's get into it. It, it kind of felt watching the first episode again. I don't know if it was clever writing or if it's just maybe it was the actors and then like the delivery and their performances. But there was a couple of like little, I guess you'd say character like subplots that I that I felt like they were trying to set up or like that maybe maybe I'm just conditioned to think that way because when you see or hear like specific words or like you know things that characters do on screen, you can start to just kind of predict a whole. Like, oh, these two are going to be together. Oh, these two are going to like have this falling out and they're going to be friends, right? But they kind of, it, it felt like, at least at first, they, that there was potentially some Andre and Marie thing that was like, I thought they were going to be the, the ones that were going to end up together. Is it because they're black? I mean, I didn't write the show. <laughs> Is it because they're black? <laughs> well, because like they stopped Sam without knowing who it was. And then it was like the next day where they're just both out in the courtyard. He runs into her. She's still new at school. Marie and Emma go and watch Golden Boy do the workout, which I watching that again. I was like, I, it still shocked me when he beat that guy up and then he ripped his arms off. And I was like, Jesus, what kind of what kind of workout was this? Like this was how is this working out? And then his arms get reattached. I'm just like, now there's just blood everywhere. Like, what's the, what was the point? That's me, the janitor. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the school fucking <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah. So Andre, like the next day after Marie and, and him inadvertently helped those the police or the, the SWAT team capture Sam again, Andre just kind of runs into her again and like had some funny quippy like names for her uh, superhero name. I think one of them was um, Bloody Marie. Coagula. Co- Coagula, yeah. But it's like at that point like where he's like, at least from what I was reading on screen, and it, it's reading too much into it because it's obviously not where it goes, but it, it was coming off as like, okay, like he obviously recognized that she was powerful, she was cool, pretty. And so he's inviting her to come hang out with him and his friends. Like, like he's like, yeah, go on, boys. We'll be there if you want to come hang out. For us, when we like really can, when you can see a similar plot line in other movies and other TV shows, you can kind of tell when they're trying to have two characters have more dialogue together and more chemistry, whether it's actually there or not. I'm not saying there was like a ton of chemistry there, like at the beginning, but it was, it felt like they were using that. Like, obviously she needs to meet Golden Boy and this group of people, but like, Andre was going to be like this ticket in and he's he's inviting her to come out to this bar because inevitably at the end of that bar scene, he is hitting on somebody, which is another awesome scene that watching it again, I was like, fuck, a great scene that we can talk about in spoilers. But like he ultimately does go to that bar to hit on somebody like, you know, he's he's looking to go home with someone. So watching it again, I was like, OK, I kind of got that feeling from Andre a little bit, but it, it wasn't it was just literally in that moment. And then when they actually like when they're on the rooftop bar and they're talking and like Marie's like, you know, looking off into the distance she didn't really want to come because she's just like socially awkward and she knows it and she's nervous but like luke comes up to her and starts talking to her like trying to you know, break down her barriers ask her about herself and she lies to him at first but she does with everybody like oh yeah my dad's still kicking about that to this day but then she admits that she's lying it's like a, it's, it's a great character moment but then i was also thinking if i was like okay like is it going to be like this luke dynamic between her I think that was maybe mostly there to give Luke some more time and make people like sympathize and and realize, okay, he's actually, he's a nice guy. You know, he's not like this douchey kind of person on campus, but 
to the top of this, when I was saying, I'm not sure if it was clever writing or if it's just the way that it kind of is presented on screen and maybe makes you kind of think that it's going in these other directions or it's setting up these things for that. It ultimately isn't, but at the end of the day, it's well written in terms of like, it would make sense for Andre to be the one to reach out to Marie, invite her. For me, when I watched it both times, it wasn't enough for me to like inform me to think like, oh yeah, like this is definitely going to happen or was misleading. Um, if anything, when I was watching the first episode, it was the Luke and Marie connection where I was like, I was like, oh, OK, like Luke is actually like a genuinely good person in the way they're talking, like they're getting vulnerable to Marie's admitting that, like, you know, her parents are I think she admits that they're dead or she at least bare minimum just admits that, like, she lied about them. She, she said that I lied and that they're dead, but she didn't explain that, like, she she killed them. OK, yeah. So. So basically after that, I was like, okay, actually these two. And then obviously all of that went away after the first episode when Luke was excommunicadoed. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah, this specifically wasn't something that like was like an issue for me or like, yeah, I didn't really have much of an opinion about it. Yeah, it was literally, it wasn't even anything, it wasn't anything like major for me. I just, I just noticed it watching again. I was like, okay, like watching this again, I think a lot of people will have their expectations subverted in a good way of like, Oh, okay. I didn't expect it to kind of, I mean, that's the whole show. You won't really be able to predict how everything actually plays out and things are just going to get thrown at you in your face all the time, literally. Uh, but <laughs> so the one scene that I thought was really cool that I totally forgot about with Andre was again, he, he goes to the bar and he's trying to hit on, she seems like a cougar, but just an older woman at the bar. And he takes his coin to do like the oh, heads or tails. Yeah. And then he turns the coin into, and at first I was like, okay, bro, you got a minute. You just, I mean, the fix is in. Like, you know it. She doesn't. Like, you're just going to flip it to be whatever you need it to. But then he catches it and then, like, turns it into that little hummingbird. He basically makes that goal of, like, I, how much would I bet I can put this in this guy's drink over there? And then you either come home with me or at least we can just go on the dance floor and have a good time. And as he's doing that, like, somebody bumps him. And so the bird, like, you know, like twitches and it ends up cutting that chick's neck. And like a random woman's neck. I was like, oh, I, I literally just watching it again was like, oh, shit. I forgot about that part. And I was like, damn, someone get her a towel. <laughs> I, I like how they have creative ways to like mix in people's powers where they're having fun with it. In this case, it was like a terrible situation of like, yeah, you probably don't ever want to do that when you're drinking and at a bar. That's a, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think I think a lot of this like deals with like the kind of actions and consequences where like obviously it's like here's a character he's just using it to kind of pick up a chick and you know look suave and everything like that but like they're using their powers and while they're drunk it's like clearly something awful can easily happen if they do that you know it's like kind of drinking and driving in the sense of like where you know until everyone like until it was like you know really advertised against it like a lot of people used to do it and they didn't really think any harm of it and you know while you're obviously drunk you're not thinking anything bad about it the direct consequences of that those actions are is, is mortifying and thank god for marie right i think it's 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 a it's kind of an almost scary mirror into our real world though right i mean i feel like we didn't grow up necessarily as much in the kind of influencer setting but i you know, you, I'm sure you can look at, I mean, Emma's story is literally like a dance mom kid product, you know, in the sense of like how essentially parents are starting to turn their kids into products to mine and like be kind of profited upon. And Compound V is a great analogy for that in the sense that it's literally like these parents are, you know, injecting their kids at a young age because they're more likely to survive at a younger age. And you know, hopefully that they'll come into power and become super powerful or gain a media following and 
become an influencer and even the you know the whole university itself is is kind of this yeah this is all you're supposed to be learning about being a hero but it's also really about like how you brand and market yourself controlling blood is not necessarily appealing like visually appealing and so therefore like initially she's put off as like she'll never make it as a hero from the bar scene when she like she saves that girl and then it just kind of it basically just cuts back to her going to see brink again just in his office having a conversation and it seems like he's about to be like oh you did a really great job for saving the person's life i hope i'm gonna let you take my class but it's just basically him being like no you're actually getting expelled you're getting kicked off campus like someone's got to take the fall for the, our top heroes being in the situation and and then he even leans, leans over and tells her that like you know blood powers is cool and it's extremely powerful but like it honestly doesn't it doesn't pull well with like the four quarter quadrant it just won't sell you know you're not marketable yeah and that's when it kind of takes that little nihilistic kind of dive and like the boys is in the sense of like you know at, at the end of the day what the university and everything cares about and what it's really what a some type of board of directors cares about you know how can they profit off of these individuals and a that you know it was andre who messed up in the first place and even though she literally saved a life she was being a hero in this case and andre you know ran away from the scene essentially she was taking the fall and the blame because they just needed to find someone else to do it. And so, yeah, you're right. That's like, a, it's a pretty like stark contrast. And that is, I feel like when everything starts to devolve or kind of the, the plot starts to really thicken all from there. And that's when it's like, okay, wow. I think they did a good job at kind of ending with that third episode too. Like at least in the first three episodes, because I was definitely like, dang, I want some more, you know, afterwards. UDI, I, I agree because like I again, I've only rewatched this first episode again. I've only seen everything else once when we all watched it together. Feel like I remember the second to last episode. I'm not. I don't want to say it was slow, but like the pacing, like they they slowed things down because I think that was like the Jumanji episode of like experiencing each other's memories and learning about Kate and stuff. So it was still an interesting episode, but it was like, oh, everybody's going into a dream state. Like since the last episode, and this whole episode is going to be a lot of exposition and like also bouncing between the outside plot stuff but it was like slower and then that last episode was just like holy shit 200 like everything's on fire it, it's it was, it was great but it was like everything's happening so fast which it, it's not like a negative thing i'm just i'm just really just explaining the experience of all that my only gripe with it was at, at, out of all that it was like they, they really they went full guns blazing they ramped it all up the tensions were high it, it was very like I, I was like oh shit yeah these border directors people like they're probably all gonna die i was expecting to be like a bloodbath but when homelander comes in i'm like i know that he is the head honcho no one can touch him but it was just like they just they literally just kind of he made like a grin face and then i i think he like maybe motioned towards like he was about to go towards them and then it just it just did a hard cut and it just the, the situation was just handled off screen well basically for the context there and um it happened a little bit differently but also too like this is where you really just need to watch the boys season two but specifically the boys season three is um at this point, you know, as me being someone that did watch those seasons, when Homelander came in and understanding like where um, this series falls, which is basically like right after the third season of The Boys, I think Homelander's response was exactly what I anticipated. He came in to the scenario. He saw, well, I mean, he didn't see any of this, which I feel like there could have been a little more context. Like basically he flew in right after um, Marie and Jordan basically like neutralized the rest of like the the, the woods kids and then kate went to go in and touch jordan to basically push jordan into like probably fighting marie but then marie uh stopped kate by blowing up her arm and it was that point when like uh when kate's screaming 
that's when Homelander comes in. So Homelander didn't see any of this, but he came in and basically was like, assessed the situation and could tell that Marie and Jordan uh, were fighting off the soups to protect the non-soup uh, like administration and people on campus. And then Homelander was like, what kind of animal are you? And then that's when he he lasered he lasered Marie. I don't think you remember that. Yeah, then it cuts to them being in the in the facility. But um, it was exactly what I anticipated because at this point in the show, you realize that Homelander has turned into like Trump, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they're kind of getting at with this, right? Is that like he is radicalizing this population of people, which it's a little different because like he's radicalizing soups, other soups. But he also is still radicalizing um, like kind of like more of like the right wing conservative Christian evangelical like <laughs> normal human population of just like America and law and order and using brute force to silence anybody. Yeah, yeah. Using that to like silence anybody, any kind of opinions of dissent. Um, so it's it's a stark parallel, but like, it was very much expected and. <laughs> kind of also welcomed in the sense of like, okay, yep, Homelander's, he's it, he snapped. Yeah, and you know, originally, um, originally I remember picking up on the music tone when he comes in. You have a very traditional, <laughs> you have a very traditional music. Like, here's the hero, da, 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 da. but then they start playing. Yeah, they start playing some discordant tones that like towards when he lands, you're like, it's kind of goofy and off putting. Like it's like it's almost like a like the like the clown tone that they play, like <laughs> where you're like something's not going <laughs> yes. right here. Yes. <laughs> like something really bad's about to happen. And if you watch the boys, you're kind of expecting it. Like you're you're assuming something bad's probably not gonna happen or something. But Man, I mean, it wasn't until I, re- I had to rewatch the last episode where I was like, okay, like, at first, I kind of originally assumed that, like, he just got on the scene and just made kind of leaps of logic and assumptions to, like, okay, well, you know, here's a person with yucky blood powers, and I don't know, probably has his own biases, like, a black woman, and, and maybe he did see Kate's arm get blown off the last second. You know, he was like, well, clearly this person's a bad person, so I'm going to laser them, even though, you know, technically the good guys. But watching him the second time, I feel like you pick up that there's there's a little bit more sense of, like, purpose and kind of that this was almost planned and calculated. Because you look beforehand of where these kind of characters stand in this kind of political sense of how suits should be treated or slash have free reign. At the end of the episode, you kind of get this flip-flop where, like, the heroes are portrayed in the media as villains, and the villains are portrayed as heroes, right? And it's it's Homelander looking at the screen, he smiled at the end a little bit. He has a little smirk. And you're kind of wondering, like, is this... Did he plan this? Because he's he planning on using them? Because, like, Sam and Emma, specifically Sam, though, has kind of gotten this little bit radicalized view <laughs> at the end, like, kind of MAGA. You know, like loyal follower, and starts saying stuff where he's like, he's kind of traumatized. He's looking for, you know, an outlet for the pain. I, I, I wouldn't say that he walked in and just made assumptions, and it was just random. I would agree with you in the sense that I do think, like, in Homelander's mind, like, I think whether he assessed the situation, landing there, realized that Kate in front of him, and then also Sam, who was knocked out, so really had no information there. But like, I think he assessed the situation and realized he was like, okay, these are the soups that are perpetrating this attack on humans and then these are the soups you know marie jordan these are the soups that are fighting the other soups to stop it 
whether he made that assumption there based on the context or yeah maybe he like before flying in someone told him who these people were or what was happening on campus it was very clear to me that like homelander came in and already knew marie and these people yeah marie and these these are the ones who are attacking soups i don't like these people i want to support and you know uplift kate and sam who are basically like use my powers against these humans because these humans are trying to have done us wrong so i wouldn't say it was random i was just expecting a little bit more on screen of like the resolution instead of it being like that hard cut i'm hoping that maybe like season four the boys i mean assuming that would make the most sense maybe they're saving that for season four opener of the boys so that like it'll, it'll just be it'll probably pick up like and show what happened because in my in my view i'd be like well if he showed up there took them out neutralized them i mean i guess they could just spin it as like they are all losing their shit i would have expected to see like knock out the superheroes and do what he did or neutralize them but then like having to also maybe eradicate like a lot more other people there that either started to fight back or were clearly on the other side of maybe there was like a group of protesters just something extra to like show him and his brutality and just being like not cleaning up the mess maybe per se but then maybe they're gonna also maybe they did film a little bit more of like how the situation was wrapped up and they're just saving that for like the nice tease intro for season four yeah i will say really quick my like my um reasoning or theory behind how it ended basically what i mean by how it ended is like it cutting from a homelander lasering marie to it basically then being like marie andre jordan and emma being stuck in like this like little random hospital i think it's super vague and they give you no context because they're probably still somewhat deciding what they're going to do with that like is it a situation where homelander attacked marie detained the rest of them and now they're all like in some kind of vault facility or maybe is it going to be more of like Homelander neutralized them? But yeah, is Newman have control of them? Like, you know, it can go back and forth of like, we don't know who they are. It can be like, you know, quote unquote, the good or the bad side, which I think are all bad sides technically at this point. But I think the whole point is like they left it vague so that at some point they could just explain with plot like, oh, yeah, you're you're actually here. And this is how we're going to incorporate you in the show moving forward. Yeah, so I, I agree with being in the sense that like it it felt like there should have been a little bit more like the homeland reference and him coming in was, was great and all, except it was just like really just kind of jarring or at least just fast cut. And it was kind of like instantaneously boom, did something. And then, you know, almost immediately, okay, here's how the media is portraying it. I'll see them. And then, you know, kind of cut, cut the black and then cliffhanger, which is okay. I like a good cliffhanger, but I do wish it was a little bit more, it seemed like yeah flashed out it did seem like they yeah like you said x they just kind of they wanted an opportunity for them to kind of go many different ways while they're probably still working on the production of of the boys and probably even i'm sure as a, as a strategy of the sense of like okay how well is this show received you know do are we actually going to incorporate elements of the story into the boys or not kind of you know if, if it is received well enough if it's not then yeah we can write it off as something else you know i think we could sit here all day and talk about i mean how center and newman's pretty much aoc right and then the reference essentially tucker collarson right towards the end which kind of made me like kind of go down the route where i was like okay definitely actually like when you really look at it marie is like the most powerful which is another reason maybe homelander laser hairs <laughs> even if like he can't blow up homelander's head i think there is a reference maybe somewhere in the boys where like i have impenetrable skin so that's not a problem for me or whatever like she literally stops someone's heart 
And it's like, I'm pretty sure, even though Homelander is super evil, he still has a heart. So, <laughs> you know, she just literally just kind of does the five finger, just force, I don't know, grip on their heart, and then they're just dead. And so it's like, yeah, she, after she got talked to that senator, it's like, yeah, she's actually like extremely powerful, actually. Yeah. I agree. And I know we mentioned earlier when we were talking to Delvey, you were like, oh, there's somebody who actually is the strongest. And we, we were talking about the same person while trying to keep it vague. <laughs> right. right. To, yeah, she she definitely now is like, OK, actually, reasonably so is like kind of should be number one. Yeah. And in a lot of ways that we probably can't even realize, too. I mean, at the end of the day, you're like, OK, yeah, like Marie's powers progressed. Like she was she was doing the blood lasso, like whips and lassos. And even the senator pulled her inside and said, like, that shit must be so exhausting. Like, what else can you do? And like, she was like, okay, tell me something about me. She like identified that she had compound B in her blood. Um, the scientist earlier in the show was like, I want Marie because like, she doesn't realize how rare her blood powers are. That's actually the interesting part though, too. It's like, how did they have, how did they have the same power? Is, it, is that a freak coincidence? Is there a batch of compound B that gives the same power? Like that I would like more answers to. Honestly, like, you know, I mean, maybe it would be nice to get an explanation, but I kind of feel like you can just simply just put it up as like compound B is just some kind of fucking substrate that attaches the DNA and then just does something crazy when like when you <laughs> form as a human being. So like, you know, I'm assuming at some point you got to run into repeat powers, right? Like I, I agree with that. And that would be satisfactory if not the senator was like literally like oh but i'm also i was your patron and i actually facilitated for you to go get to this college like that coincidence on top of coincidence like i feel like needs some type of explanation well i don't know i mean does it though because i feel like she found out about marie after marie killed her parents with blood powers it'd be one thing if if senator newman knew that marie had blood powers before she even like developed the ability to use them it wasn't until after she used her blood powers and then recognized, oh, she has a similar ability to me. Then I'm going to be her benefactor. Yeah, but 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 like, how does like how did Summer Newman like get there? There's many. I mean, it establishes in the show pretty early on that you know parents. I mean, kids kill their parents a lot, often not uh, once they're instructed with compound B. So it's like out of all the orphans, like how did she come to this one, particularly with the same powers as her and then then patron her well i mean i mean at the end of the day like you could you explain that to just any fucking government machine that basically any of these people that have any kind of influence seem to have an unlimited well of knowledge of like oh i know i can gps track this person anywhere oh i have intel that tells me that there's this many soups at this school or like you know i feel like it's you just find out like oh i heard that there is this girl who killed her parents because she has blood powers and didn't realize it until she got her period and then accidentally killed them so like i don't know i i see the point you're making i just necessarily like i'm not too bought in by the fact that like there's a coincidence between them both having blood powers i was kind of hoping for a little bit more even sam to a certain degree there's some people who kind of have like homelander adjacent abilities that may also have like you know sam's abilities are like super strength essentially like but it seems to be on a more extreme end he can jump and essentially almost fly but not really but perhaps he could fly if he really was taught how but also the same thing with black noir you know and they both kind of have this parallel of like cartoons like hallucinations versus puppets <laughs> being their hallucinations like i was just kind of interested in seeing that like 
And since that compound V is also supposed to be like a pharmaceutical product, it would be kind of interesting to see if there was like batches and lower like some type of specific types that they're trying to really, you know, formalize and specialize into and that she had some type of like extra knowledge about, you know, that, that kind of led to her, you know, more moderating or figuring out Marie. Maybe that's too high energy or highbrow, whatever. And like, you know, it would just be wasted. And so it's, it's really, it's kind of shows that they're all even, I mean, even the superheroes are products to them at the end of the day. Right. And I think, I think that's why I was just kind of like curious of like, okay, is there a little bit more with this Newman plot? Cause she, she's very interesting. And I, I, I always like her presence. Like she, she's just, she seems, she comes off as incredibly intelligent, like emotionally intelligent, smart person, but then like has this still politician vibe where you're like, can I trust anything that you're saying right now? I don't know. Sounds nice. <laughs> you know, like she's very convincing when she's talking to Marie of like, oh girl, like finish your education, stay in school. Like this is your one chance to get out of the system of poverty and, you know, being an orphan. Don't waste it. I think if we're talking about just like spoilers or something earlier we were talking about in the discussion that I feel strongly about and still just like really want to flesh out is like, again, like I said, the whole like lack of clarity with powers and also just like like the scaling of characters. Um, I think Sam specifically is a character that just like, I don't know if it's more of just a plot device of like to explain why Luke basically kills himself because he find, like he starts to remember that he has a brother that's being tortured also as a plot device to kind of like be someone to break out of the prison and just be the strongest. But to me, it was a little confusing that they, throughout the entire show, they just kept saying that like golden boy, they were like, he was going to be the next Homelander. Like he was going to be as strong or kind of was at a point where he was already like getting as strong, but then you don't really get to see much of that. Like you can tell that golden boy is actually more of like a, um, like a Johnny storm, um, uh, human torch. But you're like, okay, but then you notice that, I guess, Compound V also just gives people, like, super strength. Some people, I guess, super strength. But then it's like, so then you hear that, but then you find out later in the show that, okay, actually, they say that Luke's brother, Sam, is more powerful than Luke. I guess Luke, like, you know, they don't really explain why it is that Luke was never given a chance. I'm assuming it's just, like, the mental health issues. But basically, they, they, they can go into, like, they somehow were, like, yeah, they're taking Sam's blood and making Luke stronger from that one. I think that's something that like I would like more explanation on. I don't think we're ever going to get an explanation. So then after that, they were like, okay, actually, Sam is the strongest. They they said in the show actually that Sam was always stronger than Luke, but I think just like less predictable, less hard, like are more hard to control. Um, but then yeah, you have moments in the show where it's like you know, at, like Marie with no super strength is still able to like kind of like take Sam and like pull him down or pull him to the side for a quick second until he focuses on her or like the combination of Andre and then Jordan being able to just like strong punch Luke is kind of overwhelming. until Luke again, like kind of bounces back. Like it feels like a Superman versus like the justice league, like where like together they all kind of make a bit of a dent, but then he just kind of like focuses them down. But what is Luke's power? Like I'm super confused about like what his power actually is. It is, is it just super strength? Is it just the ability? Like, yeah, is it like Homelander? Or... Basically, all they gave us was Luke, final part of his arc kind of backstory bits. They were taking Sam's blood and enhancing Luke because they kept saying, you know, it makes him burn brighter. He's burning brighter than he ever has. Is there his power just like, you know, he can engulf himself in flames? Like they, they, 
that that whole workout moment in the beginning watching it again i was like why the fuck did they make this scene like it, it's emma bringing marie like for the first thing they do as friends to come see luke work out at the beginning of the year because it's like the social media event of the year to watch luke work out and use his powers and that would have been a moment to show like okay can he shoot his flames is he learning to fly like can he do other things with his flames other than just lose his clothing so be straight up naked and then yeah fight with basic strength and he has to have super strength i'm assuming because like the dude he rips that guy's both of his arms off i would agree with that and like it wasn't until the second time watching it through because i would have been like okay at the end of the day you only see his super strength and his durability he is supposed to have fire powers because in the show when um it's the episode right i think before the finale where they're all in that like dream state and they're all going through like their baggage um, it's the it's the scene where they're in the classroom and Luke, you're watching. So basically, Andre, Marie and Jordan are watching Kate's memories. It's Kate and then Luke inside the classroom and like Luke's flirting with Kate. And then all of a sudden, Luke like acknowledges that Andre's in the room and they're all surprised. He's like, oh, shit, I thought we were just in memories. But now all of a sudden, like the memories are interacting with us in that memory is like, I know that you were sleeping with Kate the entire time. And he goes to attack, like he goes to attack them. Luke shoots that like fireball at this kid and just like disintegrates him. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't really didn't do a good job of um, showcasing the power there. And that, and that's kind of like, it's, it's, I think we, what we, what ended up happening was they just realized like they do have a lot of characters to juggle. And if, well, the big main plot is supposed to be like caring about like these two brothers, they probably just had to sacrifice. Like, look, we don't have enough time. According to the boys' wiki, Golden Boy has thermonuclear powers, which is he can engulf himself in a fiery aura and conjure fire. And then it says, unbeknownst to him, his powers were being significant, frequently and significantly amplified as a result of being tested on in the woods, where he was injected with additional comp- compound V by the means of blood transfusion from his brother. Yeah, then it does say he has superhuman strength, and it's just saying that he's it makes him far stronger than an ordinary human and most soups. And then it just it just says over the course of a few years, Luke's power had been enhanced, giving him strength comparable to that of Sam and Queen Maeve. He is able to easily det- detach limbs from superheroes with superhuman durability and beat Jordan Lee in a physical fight. So Jordan's probably about to get like crazy stronger. That's what's confusing about it is like it's like if they're saying that Queen Maeve is supposed to be like strongest, like at least physically strong, like obviously her homelander has all these other powers like, you know, uh, you know, laser eyes and all this other shit that maybe like Queen Maeve just can't match up with just pure strength. But like because they do say in the boys that multiple times they're like they're like, we really need Queen Maeve to help with this fight if we want to win this. Yeah, it's 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 a little confusing, but like whatever. Like honestly, for when it comes to Gen B and the boys, and it's the last thing I'll say before I hop off here, like I can forgive all that because it's minor. It's a great show that takes, I think, some of the the current issues that we feel <laughs> in society, especially as like being conscious enough to like look at media, be like, okay, like I am I'm upset by capitalism, I'm upset by the propaganda machine, I'm upset by just everything that modern Western like civilization comes with. And then you incorporate this uh, superhuman aspect to it <laughs> and like how like you can imagine a world where it's like you monetize <laughs> superhuman powers and basically turn superhumans into influencers. <laughs> and then you also have to see that spectrum of like superhumans who become so powerful that they can kind of like they start to question, like, why am I still being controlled by these 
powerless entities that are just like government agencies that I could just obliterate in you know one quick like attack. It's it's yeah, I love it so much, and I'm excited to keep watching more. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you've got thoughts and opinions on the topic covered, or if you've got feedback on how we can improve the podcast, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at hivereviewpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hivereviewpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com.